0: My next guest helps entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors go from best kept secret to go to expert by guesting on a line podcast. Please welcome Christina Linkowski. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders podcast. I'm here today with Christina. Hey girl.
1: Hey, I'm so excited to be in front of your audience today. I love talking to other powerful female leaders and it's just going to be a great it's going to be a great time. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too. Thank you so much for doing this and Let's go with it. Like, let's jump right in and tell
1: us who you are, what you do, and what got you into what you do. Okay, perfect. You might have to remind me of the last two of those. <laughs> get going, but yes, let's get into it. So, my name is Christina Lankowski, and I am the founder of Publicity by Christina. Um, and we are a essentially a, a PR agency um, that focuses on helping entrepreneurs go from best kept secret to go-to expert in their respective industry by being a guest on other people's podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm dedicated to the underrecognized entrepreneur. So for us, that means women, members of the LGBTQ community, members of the mm-hmm. BIPOC community, and neurodiverse entrepreneurs. And that is who we, I guess I should say those are the voices that we're really interested in getting out there into the world. Um, and so that's what we're dedicated to here. And we just work with our clients to get them booked on aligned podcasts. So podcasts full of that ideal customer. Um, how I got started in this is I've actually been in PR for a long time, over 15 <laughs> years. Um, and, uh, actually more than that now at this point, oh man, um, had to think about that for a sec. Um, but, I got started doing, um, PR and marketing basically right after college and worked for different agencies for, you know, big accounts, small accounts, all that type of good stuff mm-hmm. Worked for different agencies around the U S. Um, and I had my daughter in 2014. Mm-hmm. And after that, at the time I was a senior account exec for a PR agency in, in where I live, Boise, Idaho. And, uh, at that point, I, you know, after I came back, we tried to make it work. They tried to make it work. I tried to make it work. I'm Mm -hmm. sure a lot of your listeners can, um, understand and empathize with this, but it just couldn't happen. Right. I didn't want to work full time. And that was being an account executive. That's kind of what you needed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I took about a year off. I just did some kind of freelance writing work every, every now and again, um uh, but then eventually people started to ask me about consulting so my particular area of expertise was tourism pr and mm. publicity so um that's what i was really focused on and i decided in i guess 2017 that i was going to start an actual like business around that and then in 2018 i was like all right now i'm going to launch an online course and mm. so i did that i worked you know i followed all these gurus and i got a course out there into the world but the thing was they the way that they were saying to promote it did not mm. work for me. Yeah. Um, so they were kind of saying, hey, you gotta spend a lot of money on ads, you gotta drive people to webinars, and then obviously you're gonna get sales, right? <laughs> and I was and because I was like new to this whole world, I just took that at face value. I was like, all right, well, this is what they say to do. So I guess like, I guess this is just what you do. So I want to be clear. I was doing a course on publicity and I did no publicity. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, um, in a shock to no one, it absolutely failed. It was Mm -hmm. a huge money pit. It was, you know, it did not go well, anything like that. My husband was like, so what are we doing here? You know, (laughs) like, like, I've been like, I'm going to start my own business. And, um, I was like, okay, I've done all this. I believed in the, in the, in the program, and so I was like, all right, the next time I launch, I'm going to do this my way. And mm-hmm. so what I started to do was use those publicity skills that I had honed for, you know, over a decade at that point and started to get myself booked on podcasts, which at this time were like still very much up and coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and. To get myself booked on podcasts. And the difference that I saw in my business was huge. Um, mm. I had people that were reaching out to me about consulting. I had people that were just buying my product right off the shelf. Like they didn't have to go through a long nurture cycle, right? Like they were like, mm-hmm. I heard you on the show. I liked what you had to say. Boom. Like I'm going to buy this program. Um, and I started to realize, wow you know, publicity is really missing in this online entrepreneurship world. And so what I did at first was, you know, at first I just was booking myself on shows. I was in that tourism PR business, speaking on stages, which podcasts absolutely led to for me, all that great stuff. And then 2020 hit, the pandemic hit. Mm. And I was like, I know this is a really long story, by the way, but it gets to the, it gets to the reason as to why. (laughs) Um, But uh, the pandemic hit and I saw pretty quickly the writing on the wall. I was like, tourism, this isn't going to go good. Because um, if you're if you're unaware, your tourism money comes from hotel tax, right? So mm-hmm. that amount you pay whenever you stay in a hotel or an Airbnb, that's how tourism in your area gets funded. Mm-hmm. And so when people weren't going anywhere, that meant that no money was going to come into these places. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, like... I'd already had this idea to kind of move into teaching more publicity, like this is it, right? This is the time to do it if I'm going to do it. And so I started out by teaching people how to um, pitch themselves onto shows and stuff like that. And eventually enough people were just asking me if I could do it. And so I started, you know, just out as a solopreneur, um, but I had certain things that I was going to do differently than a traditional agency because there were things I didn't like Mm -hmm. about working at traditional agencies that I was like, this isn't how I'm ever going to do it. So I started my business that way and eventually added on um, more publicists and grew into the agency that we have today.
0: Wow, that's an incredible story, and I'm so glad that you shared it because it really shows that it's not a straight line. You know, like we're oh gonna no. Go through ups no, no, no,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of pivots and turns in in that yes. story for sure. And I think in <laughs> in most entrepreneurs' stories, you know, they they thought it was yeah. going to go one way, and it ended up going you know a different way, and then maybe another dif- a different way after that. And so yeah. I I hope that some of you out there can relate to that of just like. Finally, figuring out what works, but it it taking mm-hmm. some time
0: yeah oh, so good and and so, I'm really curious like what makes a really effective uh, podcast pitch like like what are the elements that makes a pitch a good
1: pitch I think the number one thing that people overlook is taking some time to do research mm-hmm. this is absolutely the difference between a pitch that will land and something that people aren't even going to look at um mm-hmm. we call it and there's a lot that do this a lot of you know even agencies that do this we call it the spray and pray method so that's where they essentially write out a pitch that's not personalized at all send it to a bunch of people and just Mm -hmm. kind of fingers crossed that it lands and that a few people pick pick it up right and say Mm -hmm. yeah let's have you on the show and for us at publicity by christina that is not at all the way that we pitch so we are all about actually taking some time to get to know that show and that's listening to some of the show that's going on the social media channels. That's, you know, actually when we send a pitch using the first name of the host, like, mm-hmm. you know, that that seem really, really basic, but a lot of people overlooking, you probably can say that, you know, yeah. you can probably say that, Anna, you can say, I get a lot of pitches. <laughs> oh, and, I, yeah. and I know that most of them, and you know, maybe you have a different stat, but most people I talk to, most hosts I talk to, they're like, I would say 95% of the pitches I get are absolute crap. Mm-hmm. you know, and stuff. And so they're like, when I do get good pitches, and people have clearly listened to the show, or they've clearly done some research, like, I'm much more open to looking at that pitch and seeing if there's a way to bring that guest on.
0: Mm, yeah, it's so true. Like, I can notice the difference when someone is truly genuine, and they've they they they've listened to at least one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, And I'm much more inclined to say yes, that's for sure.
1: Yes. So I think that that's, you know, that's that's really a big thing mm-hmm. about about the pitch. I think the other thing is um, your topics. Mm-hmm. So this is another thing that we really, really beat the drum on here at Publicity by Christina. And that is that you got to come in with topics. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of people, when they send a pitch, they think that they're making it easier for the host by just bulleting out some things that they could talk mm-hmm. on, right? Like, oh, I'm an expert in marketing, branding, Sales, right? Whatever. And, you know, this goes way back to my journal, you know, my my journalism degree days at Oregon State University (laughs) is like you gotta make it as easy as possible to get to the yes. Yeah. So you have to come with solid topic ideas that are gonna bring value to their audience. Um, I can't even tell you the amount of, you know, I would say 9.9 times out of 10 a host is going to choose a topic that we send them. Um now of course they might have you know maybe want to add something to it or something like that. Of course that's great, you know that it it certainly doesn't like have to be set in stone. But they like that we come to them with solid ideas that really make sense for their audience.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I love that so much and yeah, it, it truly does make a difference and so I'm curious to know, like, why is it so important for you to really give that voice to underrecognized business leaders?
1: I think because for a long time, those voices just weren't heard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even at the beginning of uh, podcasts kind of blowing up, it was legit just like, 30 mm-hmm. white dudes talking to each other on podcasts. <laughs> and like, look, I'm married to a lovely white dude. Like I'm that, that's fine, but it's not the, it's not who I'm looking to necessarily get business advice mm-hmm. from. And I think that that is super important for people to understand is like, We have clients that fit, you know, these, they're these wonderful clients that fit in these molds. And when people hear them on shows and they resonate with what they have to say, they actually Mm. see themselves in them. That makes them so much more likely to want to connect with that person, right? Mm -hmm. They remember their story. They remember the things they've been through. And so there's so much value in bringing your true authentic self you know, into a conversation that other people are really going to remember. And so that's a huge reason why we do it. Like I'm I'm all about getting that, you know, those kind of different voices and different viewpoints Mm. out onto the podcast airwaves.
0: Yes. I love that. Yeah. I'm the same. Like I've Given like the stage to so many women from all different yes. backgrounds, all different mm-hmm. races, religion, and it's yep. been incredible to learn so much from oh that so too many different
1: perspectives. Yeah, totally, totally. I learn a lot from our clients. <laughs> um, like my daughter, um, is neurodiverse. She has autism, mm-hmm. and so when. I have these amazing clients that, you know, are neurodiverse and they're building Ooh. their businesses with autism and ADHD and these types of things and they're doing it on their terms. Like I learn a lot from that and I'm incredibly inspired by it as well.
0: Yes. Ah, oh, so inspiring for sure.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Amazing. So what would you say is like the greatest like accomplishment you've ever had, maybe in your business or in your
1: life? Like, what did you take away from that accomplishment? Oh, man, this is a great question. Um, uh, You know, I'm not, what's funny about this question is, and I don't know if I have any fellow Enneagram sevens out there, but <laughs> we, um we never look back. We're mm-hmm. always looking forward. And so I love this question because it does make you reflect back mm-hmm. um on those things. And I would say, of course, there's things that I'm, you know, I'm very proud of, of my family and of my Mm -hmm. business, those types of things. But I think that those, you know, kind of go without saying, but I think that this is going to sound kind of funny, but, um, like I'm not a runner Mm -hmm. for instance, right? Like me running, no, thank you. (laughs) But like eight or nine years ago, a group of my kind of high school buddies and stuff like that were like, Hey, we're going to run hood to coast, which is this big race that goes from Mount hood to the Oregon coast and you run in teams of, I think it's like teams of eight or 10, something like that. Look, see, I'm like the worst. I'm like, I don't even know how many people, um, but they were like, Hey, uh, you know, we have an extra spot. Um, can you come do it? And then they like, you know, and I was like, Oh, I mean, I, I can, but like, just so you know, like, I'm not a runner. Right. Like some of these people are like on my team, they're friends of mine. They're like legit runners. Whoa. And I was like, Look, I'm not like I'm not here to like I'm not a runner, you know. And they, and they were like, oh well, what do you think's your average mile? And I was like, like fifteen minute miles. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, and I don't think they believed me. And then actually, when we ended up ending, I ended it like fit literally a fifteen minute mile. And I was like, I told you <laughs> what it was gonna be. Um, but anyways, like doing that and committing mm. to that, even though i don't it's not something i necessarily enjoy doing Mm -hmm. but the the persevering through it and then the literal euphoria when it was done like when i finished my third leg i was like i don't even remember a time when i've been like that happy like genuinely happy a because it was done but b just like Wow, that was something that you actually did. Like you did not think you could do it, you know, and you walked half of it for mm-hmm. sure, but like you finished it. And I think that for me that was that was kind of a huge mindset thing of like it doesn't matter what pace you go at, it doesn't matter this or that, but like you got it done. Mm. Um and so I think for me that's actually a huge accomplishment in my life and I might seem very insignificant to people, but you know, for someone who naturally doesn't enjoy that or doesn't really want to yeah. do that, like finishing it was definitely a big a big thing for me
0: yes like the commitment and like being like yes I can do this I can finish it it's so like I feel like we all go through these phases sometimes like doing something like we don't really want to do but we still do it and we're so proud of
1: ourselves (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly I was you know what that's the way to put it I was legit proud of myself and I don't think that particularly as women we take a lot of time in our life to to recognize that right like we don't take a lot of time in our life to be like man you crushed!" that (laughs) you know like we just like I wish we did but I mean myself included we I tell my friends that right Mm -hmm. I tell my my people that work for me that but I I feel like you know Mm -hmm. we don't really take that time and so when you have that moment of like self-pride it's I think it's something that just sticks in your head and you remember because you're like, damn, like I was real proud of myself right then.
0: Yeah. And I can feel that, you know, your clients must feel the same way. Like, let's say they they're afraid of podcasting or showing up and using their voices and Mm -hmm. then they they work with you and then they learn how to do all of this. They must be so proud.
1: (laughs) I you know, I do think they are. And I think that that's something that I love that you said that because I think it's really important to recognize, like I said, Mm -hmm. is like you know, I, I ask people a lot this, like when I train and when I do things like that, I'm like, what do you think is the worst that, that could happen? Mm. Like, what do you think is the worst that can happen if you put yourself out there on a podcast? And for most people, the answer is kind of along the lines of like, I, I say something wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, um, I stumble over what I, what I meant to say, or people think, um, well, why are they talking about this? Like they've got an expert, mm-hmm. you know, X, Y, Z. And, you know. I always say to people, I'm like, you know what? Those things could happen. Those things could happen. I stumble over my words all the time. (laughs) I swear when I don't mean to, you know, um, those things absolutely, absolutely happen. Which by the way, no host is out to get you, okay? Mm -hmm. So just know that if you really mess saying something up, like I could always say to Anna, like, hey, do you mind if we just stop and (laughs) you that question again and we go again? Like, it's all good, okay? But beyond that, people, people kind of get up in those things. Mm -hmm. And I always say those things could happen right? But it is not the end of the world, right? Like your business will go on, even though you said something wrong, even though you stumbled over your words, even if somebody thought some person that obviously has some kind of insecurity <laughs> issues felt like you weren't the person to be talking about X, Y, Z, right? Yeah. So those things can happen. I truly, from the bottom of my heart, believe that the worst thing that can happen is you don't put yourself out there. Mm. No question. Because how do you expect your business to grow if you are not getting in front of new people? Mm. It won't. And so I think that that is something that I really, really try to work with people on is like, don't get caught up in this. I think this could happen. I think this could happen. This could happen. <laughs> you got to put yourself out there. Your first interview, your second interview, they might not be great, right? Mm. Like you might feel nervous and stumble and this or that, but it's it's like anything you are got to do it more yes. and you're going to get much better at it. Oh,
0: this is so good. This is exactly what I've been saying all along.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I love it. Tell them, tell them. And it's so funny because like most of my guests are just like, oh, wow, it was, it went by so fast. I had so much fun. I'm like, you see, it's not that bad. <laughs>
1: Oh no, 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 no! I, I, mean, you're a wonderful host, and that's the thing. You guys, like, you're gonna you're gonna meet people, yeah. and the lovely thing about being a guest on a show is that connection with that host mm-hmm. as well. So, getting in front of a new audience is wonderful, but you also have this opportunity c- to connect with someone on usually, a, you know, a, quite a deeper yeah. level than you would otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so, the the way you can leverage podcasts is just, you know, there's multiple ways mm-hmm. to do it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh, so so good <laughs> thank you thank so you. i asked this to everyone who comes on the show and i'm curious to know your answer
1: for okay. you
0: what does it mean to be a powerful leader
1: i think um for me what it means to be a powerful leader is showing up authentically mm-hmm. um and so I am not perfect in any way, shape or form. Um, you know, right now I'm legit sitting here in my pajama top, um, from earlier today. So luckily we're not on video. So Anna doesn't have to see that. Um, but I think that it's just showing up as who I actually Mm -hmm. am. Um, and letting that be, hey, you don't have to do this or that or whatever to run a successful business. You can be who you are, and I've also really, really gotten into leaning into my strengths mm. um like right now, each of our employees like takes a strengths finder assessment um and I've of course done it as well, but I think mm-hmm. that that is a way that I show up as a leader is not trying to fix the strengths I don't have, mm-hmm. but trying to hire for those, but then um, really doubling down on the strengths that I do have. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's a huge way that I show up as a leader, which is saying, you don't have to be this way. You just got to be who, who you yeah. are. And that's where your satisfaction is going to come in and your kind of zone of excellence is going to come in.
0: I love it. uh, oh, focus on what you're good at.
1: <laughs> yes. 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 I th- I and mean, it's hard. Like, trust me, there are days yeah. when I'm like in the weeds doing stuff <laughs> and I'm like, is not what I'm like and I am good at you know this or that so but that's part of being a business owner like it is what it is yeah but just in general trying to remember that okay my strengths are this Mm -hmm. so I need to be doing more of this and if your strengths are speaking if your strengths are influencing if they are getting in front of other people and telling your story Mm -hmm. then podcast is a place that you should be doing that
0: love it definitely a (laughs) hundred percent I support this message (laughs) (laughs)
1: get a stamp that says that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I love it. Amazing. So do you have any last piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience today?
1: Just get out there and do it. Um, you know, whether that is pitching yourself on podcasts, whether that's hiring you know, someone to pitch on your behalf, Mm -hmm. either way you Mm -hmm. need to be getting out there. Um, I have a goal for everybody and I hope that your listeners take on this goal as well, which is 24 podcasts in 2023. That's what I want to see you Ooh. on. Okay? That's what I want to see every single person that's listening to this on. And that's only two a month. And I think that that's a pretty reasonable amount for for people to kind of wrap their heads around. Um and the reason for this is if you're ready to get visible, you have to be consistently showing up in front of your ideal customers. And a great way to do that is by being a guest on podcasts. There are other ways too. You can speak on stages, you can be in summits like You know, there's there's a lot of different ways that you could be doing your marketing. Um, But I think that podcast is one of the easiest ways for you to get out there, be telling your story, be getting in front of new people. Um, The analogy that I always like to give is, you know, ice freezes at 32 degrees Fahrenheit or zero degrees Celsius if you're anywhere else in the world. And before that happens, all this stuff is happening under the surface that we don't see. Until that ice freezes. And that's a lot of what publicity is like. You are going to show up in all these different places, um, you know, getting in front of your ideal customer over and over and over again, you know, being on all these shows, speaking at different things, maybe writing an article, whatever it is that gets you in front. And then, boom, you will solidify and become that expert. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's all about setting the intention, having a goal. Again, my goal is two times a month in 2023 for you to be. Um, guesting on shows, and uh, getting out there, spreading the word. Trust me, people will hear hear your story, and they will relate to you, and and they will find you.
0: Yes, amen, for sure. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. So where can people go to connect with you further in the online space and see what you're all about and hear more about your services?
1: Absolutely. So a great place to start is that podcast publicityquiz.com. Um, we have a really, really fun quiz that you can um, go through and determine what that next best step is for you when it comes to podcast publicity. Um, so that's a great way to find out if you would be more interested in our do-it-yourself training or perhaps having our team uh, pitch on your behalf. That's a great place to start there. You can also find me on Instagram at publicityx Christina and it's Christina with the CH. Um, and that's where I kind of, you know go about my day to day. Mm-hmm. um uh, you know talking about what we have going on what's going on over here I usually make a lot of bts references big bts fan over here um and you know that's that's kind of what i got going on
0: amazing well thank you so much again for coming on the show today it was awesome talking to you thank and you we stay in touch
1: <laughs> yes i mean that's the beauty of the podcast we will we will yes thank you bye thank
0: you